I don't know. Fly casual. By the way, 50th episode. We forgot earlier. We're going to keep up this high standard of professionalism while we while we continue uh, writing songs. But yeah, we've done 50 of these things now. <laughs> Buy a small cake and put a candle in it. <laughs> right. All right, Palpatine. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and with me as always is Declan Kitchener. How Hello. You How are you? I'm well, thanks. That's good to hear. I'm well. Um... Yeah, another episode just you and me. Yes, all on our own. All on our own. Very quiet here. It is it? a bit weird in the um, obviously because we had to do the last one quite late, and we've done this one relatively early. So I've I've literally I've only just been here like a couple of days. Yeah, ago. it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a peek behind the curtain for the folks at home. But usually it's like a week, sometimes more. You know, the, yeah. when we record. But now it's like I heard your new song the other day. Yeah, a couple of days ago, and then it's going to be I think. 10 days until I'm down here to record again, so... Yeah, yeah. But um, but we're back. We're back again. And uh, we've uh, each written a song in the space of a week, and uh, we've brought it to the podcast, and we're going to talk about how we wrote them, and the chords and all that stuff. And uh, this week it's Declan who goes first, because we take it in turns each week. Well, indeed. It was a short intro, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I was waiting for you to go into your whole bit of, like, a... If you've never listened to the podcast before, but you sort of mix that in skillfully with um, all the other things. That... Looking in my pants drawer. <laughs> well, it's not as bad as it sounds for you, uh, listener. Sorry. Actually, it's as bad as it sounds. So, my song this week is called I'm Only Off Because I'm Paid to Be On. Um, I don't get it. And <clears throat> it goes like this.
Love it. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah, this one was written at very much last minute. Um, just to give you another peek behind the curtain, Roger has got quite an editing job to do to try and get this one back into one piece. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a bit of a hectic week last week, so I didn't end up getting a lot of time to write. Uh, and I've been taking my guitar into work a lot recently, as you mm. know. And sort of by the middle of the week, I had uh, two bits, which were the opening bit. Which just came out of random noodling, and then the other bit. Mm. That was all I had for a long time. And so uh, I just thought, well, that's all nice and everything, mm. but like, can I make that heavier? Right, <laughs> okay. Which is why I sort of transpose that into you get the power chord version of the riff, which I'll just play slowly so it's not quite as sloppy. <laughs> to try and give it a bit more harmonics and a bit more I don't know cool stuff happening in it yeah yeah it's kind of cool that although you only had those two ideas for most of the week because especially the first one the melody of that has such a strong identity to it melodically you kind of must have had a feeling of a direction to go in oh well, yeah like I sent you a message quite early on in the week saying this is probably going to be one of the heaviest riffs I've written right so like as time is running out and you have that thing of like you know where the music and the words uh, where the music is sort of leading you but you don't know how to sort of do that kind of thing yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. you don't know quite how to follow that particular rabbit yeah so like this one was uh sort of saying i want to be heavy i want to be cool i want to be like you know all uh angsty and everything i was just there thinking like there's no way I can make this introspective, is there? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the in fact that's kind of the whole running out of time thing is the reason why you've got the voice line following the melody of the guitar for quite a lot of it. Mm. So like on the do 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 do. There's a little bit of a cheat there because it skips to following the third back down as opposed to the root up. Mm -hmm. But it's still just like everything going in one direction because it's, you know, <laughs> it's difficult to try and think of different things happening. Especially if you're limited to time. Uh, one point I thought about the time scale that you had to finish the song in is um, it's crazy that you were like, okay, I've only got like, what was it, like a day or two or something to really finish it off? Pretty much, because um, we recorded uh, the last episode on Friday, and mm. this is Tuesday now, um, and we have to get our songwriting done by Sunday. So I still didn't have like, I had just those two bits, mm. and that was it. So And full days of work for uh, the next two days. Damn. But I was just thinking, like, the fact that you stuck to your guns is admirable in the sense that to follow that path down with that melody and turn it into a riff and a song, I mean, the song is complicated to play, obviously, so I'm surprised you didn't go, right, screw it, I've got one day left, I'm just going to do a th four chord, you know. It was tempting, but then I really like that riff. Yeah, I do too, and it makes for a great chorus too, that's probably my favourite part of the song, is the chorus. Thank you. Uh, like, when you get to that sort of stage where you think, Right, fuck it, I've got nothing 
at the moment, so I'm going to have to put all these weird bits in, which is why you get a couple of, I would say, slightly cheating sections. Uh, so you have, well, not cheating, but like basic. So that pre-chorus bit where you have like C diminished, C sharp, uh, E flat minor, and F. Mm -hmm. Uh, the vocal melody for those could have been a lot more complicated, but it just ends up being root and the two fifths. Mm -hmm. Just to try and keep, you know, a bit of build and tension going. Mm -hmm. uh, the only other bit is um, stealing one of your little tricks, uh, or like not necessarily one of your tricks, but something you've taken advantage of in music. Uh, for the bridge bit, the part where it goes. Yeah, I love that bit. Uh, for those of you who don't know what's going on, I'm playing a diminished chord and I'm just moving up three semitones all the time, which will eventually take you back round to where you started. Mm -hmm. But it's something you can use to sort of get inversions of shapes of uh, different chords. It, it just sounds nice. An interesting point on that is that while Declan's rising up with these diminished shapes, he's singing down, 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 which I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> Did you notice? I noticed. It? Oh, I noticed. Yeah. He made a special effort. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there's anything else to say about the music for that one, unless you can think of anything. Only that I... Actually, yeah, I mean, a couple of things. First of all, like I say, the chorus is really strong. And you were saying, oh, I took a couple of cheats and shortcuts here and there where I matched the melody to what the... The chords are doing, especially rhythmically, but I think that's to its um, favour as opposed to its detriment, in the sense that like <clears throat> what Ozzy would do quite often in Black Sabbath was singing a lot, sing along with I the wondered riffs. if you were gonna say that. Yeah, and <laughs> and that's not a bad thing in my books. If you if you had because the song, as every listener will hear, um, guitar <laughs> guitar wise, is very complicated. And I think if you had a really complicated melody over the top, it would be a mess. But the fact that you've got a very complicated guitar line and a vocal which matches it is a better thing. Yeah, yeah I think that's probably why when I say like I cheated in terms of... yeah, It's not necessarily a cheat, it's more that I couldn't think of anything better. So I knew that that would sound reasonably okay. Sure. It's like a good safety net, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. if you've run out of ideas and you've got two hours to finish a song, there are worse things you can do. Mm. Um, but I was trying to sort of get a, quite a different vocal melody over it because um, we've had the new Amazon's album on quite a lot in work. Okay. Uh, which is part of the reason why I wanted to make it nice and uh, riffy. Uh, but also they'll have like riffs and then counter melodies over the top kind of thing. Mm. Uh, or like melodies with different resting points. Right. So I wanted to try and get a bit of that and I didn't. But next week. Next week. Next well, week. it was, it felt a lot more time restrictive. Uh, it, and I say felt, it wasn't. We had a week to write, but the fact that we recorded our last episode on Friday and, and we only had till Sunday to write for that particular week, if that makes sense, it felt like we didn't have much time and I felt that time pressure as well. It's interesting that you felt that as well, because... Um... I wrote my song on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Like, we... from scratch. Jesus. It took me, like, well, I mean, we'll get on to it, but yeah, Sunday. Wow. So, you know, you and me both, pretty much. Yeah. And then where my creative effort for this week sort of really conked out was the lyrics. Where it's just like, I was going to try and, like, say something different or try and get a new perspective on something. And it just ended up being, like, the first words out of my head. 
Right. Which yeah. is why they're still still more of the same introspective, oh, my life is miserable kind of bollocks that I've been peddling throughout, I think, this season and the last one. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if someone could just cheer me the fuck up, that would be lovely. Um, but... Yeah, I see inside myself from the end to the start, an empty armor shell in the shape of a heart, never a bit lost to the count. Well, there we go. It's not too complicated, that one. Just It's good, though. It's poetic. Yeah. Uh, it makes me think of, like, uh, you know, when you sort of see bands who are trying to be, like, really heavy and, like... Life is darkness, life is darkness My phone contract didn't go through this month Life is <laughs> That's what it always sounds like to me like, uh, uh, Which is why in the past I've tried to avoid just being miserable all the time But um, yeah, miserable times uh, So were these sort of like stream of consciousness Just what you thought of when you put the pen to the paper? Pretty much, yeah The only one that isn't is the second... Uh, verse because the first verse is basically stream of consciousness every summer has its spells of rain on the ground I remember those times well to many degrees kept in my care that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, I just thought okay well I need to say about something else I'll change it round and do the opposite so that's why okay. it's, every winter has its days of light on the ground or whatever it is and uh, when I motion to displayed to many degrees so it's kind of like the opposite of the first one mm. i love it when a certain like lyrical rhythm and theme repeats slightly or, or changes a tangent in in the second verse to the first it's interesting mm. thank you um and then the title is nothing to do with the rest of it i'm only off because i'm paid to be on correct yeah what does it mean well uh Anyone who has worked in retail or customer facing or has had to deal at the place they work with the general public mm. will know how tiring it is to have to talk to the general public. Right. Um, not that they're, you know, people are horrible. They're, they're just effort. Sure. And you, as someone who has to talk to people all day, you end up. Uh, expending a lot of energy doing that mm. I think the hipstery term that's being used for it at the moment is emotional labour um, but yeah it's just something I used to sort of say to people when I used to work, particularly when I used to work mornings at Wilco, mm. that was a nightmare uh, but yeah people, uh, particularly my family would say to me when I got home after work and everything like you don't really go and see anyone. You just stay in your room and don't talk to anyone all day. It's like, well, I guess I talk to people at work. Oh, I understand the title now. Yeah. yeah. I just need to sort of decompress and just sort of, ugh, just be miserable and unhappy. And silent. Yeah. yeah. Just so that I can feel truly happy. <laughs> I, I can relate. Like, uh, since going back to customer retail, my sense of humour has got a lot darker, and I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> There's a direct correlation there, right? Pretty much, yeah. That's really cool. I um, I definitely got the sense of the lyrics this week um, from the song itself, but the title was the only thing I wasn't sure of. But it well, kind of makes sense now. I get you. Well, it doesn't. <clears throat> it doesn't really relate to the song as much. It's literally mm. just the first funny little phrase that I thought came into my head uh 
kind of like you know those sort of emo bands from the uh, mid noughties where they would uh, say our lawyers forced us to change the title of this song or um, lying is the most fun you can have with a girl without taking her clothes off right like stupidly little stupidly long titles like that yeah just on something that doesn't necessarily correlate right <laughs> no it's cool it's really cool and um, I, I I'm I gotta say I don't think uh, as you were alluded to the the very strongest part of that is the riff. I think that as a song, in general, it's it's really strong, especially the chorus. Like I say, I think you know, with a band around it, fully produced, I think that would sound really cool. Thank you. I mean, it is it's something I say every week, but I do always try and write with an idea of what a band would do, not necessarily just thinking, oh, this will sound good on acoustic guitar. Mm. Obviously, that's got to be a factor because the main time these songs get played is here. But it's always something to be thinking about, because I, yeah. I don't know how much that enters into your thinking. Like, how could I expand this song? All the time, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, you know, we've had this discussion before, and I know we both agree on this. Ninety-nine percent of songs, if they're good songs, should be able to take be taken from wherever they are, like the reggae setting or a metal band setting or whatever, and taken to an acoustic guitar. If it still sounds good, it's a good song. Yeah. So I, that's the main thing that's in my mind when I'm writing, and then then from there, if that it, boxes ticked um yeah start to think about arrangements and stuff like that but then you're always like when you're writing songs so you tend to be writing for yourself anyway so you sort of tend to have in the back of your mind like uh if i put that there i could just put a little like a on the top yeah, of yeah, totally, or, um, yeah you know i could have like a choir coming in and like counter lyrics here or something mm. i think there's actually this is not on any of the episodes but there was one uh on your second run of weekly songs on my first where I actually ended up editing two vocal takes together so that they could overlap. Right. To try and get yeah. the idea across to you. <laughs> like I said, this isn't on any of the SoundCloud episodes. This was a long time ago, but... Uh, Sometimes it's uh, necessary to do that, though, just to kind of, like, illustrate what you're trying to do, you know? Yeah, because otherwise you have to sort of keep cutting yourself off. <laughs> He's doing a pretty good job, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a bra ba 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 song. I wish I could do that. Yeah, can you roll your R's? No. Uh, I have two R's in my name, but I can't roll either of them. Roger. Roger. Oh, I did it! I did it! Roger. The way to practice that is that did you ever like when you were a kid? Did you ever like pretend to be a cat or anything? Like play games and everything. Yeah, but it was a very painful memory. Because <laughs> like, if you try and like purr like a cat. Yeah, I know. That's what my dad says. Because my dad can do it too. But uh, I think it's genetic. I think it's like some people can't do it. That's what I make myself feel better with. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but that's for a different episode. Science has not worked. Which gene controls that one yet? <laughs> oh, they will though. That's one of the great known unknowns. <laughs> Like designer, I could just imagine like designer babies in the future. Like, uh, and could could we have the rolling your R's gene, please? Oh, it's an extra five hundred dollars. You sure? <laughs> oh yeah, we don't want a kid without the ability to do that. Oh dear. The rolling R's gene. That's maybe a title. There haven't been many titles yet, but the I rolling could... R gene. <laughs> the rolling R gene. The rolling U gene. Eugene. Eugene, rolling down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, anything else you want to say about your song at all? Um, no. And I'll try and write a better one next week. I like it. I like it. Don't put it down. 
I'll I can't... stick up for you in the staff room. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to the point now, like, um, well, I genuinely can't compliment myself without undercutting it afterwards. Like, uh, mm. you know, like, I always, like, take the mickey out of myself and everything and um, always cut myself down. But that is joking. Like, I... Stick. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but it's involuntary at this point. Like, it, like I'm gonna try and give myself a nice compliment about this song. Okay. I really like the riff. I really like how it fits with the um, uh, bar chords and things that. I like putting a one and a five in. Like, yeah, I can't. I can't just <laughs> let something go. Like, like uh, I like how that note is out of the scale, so it sort of sets you off. I mean. It was a mistake, but <laughs> you see, I gave myself fifty lashings for that one. <laughs> yeah, play it better. <laughs> but oh. yeah, I was literally like having a conversation with someone the other day. I was trying to be like genuine and sincere about like my abilities, and I just couldn't. It was like you know we were saying earlier about like you can't listen to a piece of music and not resolve it. Yeah, that's for me. Like I can't just be nice about myself now. Even if I 100% mean it, I can't just be nice about myself and not put a little joke at the end of it. <laughs> These episodes always turn into some form of therapy for both of us, don't they? Well, it's getting quite bad because I was talking to my boss the other day and he goes like, because uh, we were doing like a uh, colleague review or something and he goes like, okay, well, I just want you to know because I know you always put yourself down and everything and I you know, just a bit more confidence in everything. And, uh, you know, it, it's all fine. I just have to end up saying to everybody, like, I'm joking. I, yeah, I yeah. am actually confident. I do know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, like I say, it's involuntary. It's just that the stick has become permanent now. It's like when I used to, like, I used to say rock and roll ironically, or and woot woot, I used to say that ironically, and now I just say them. It's just become part of your lexicon. Yeah. Come put on my lexicon. Anyway, <clears throat> okay. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you do this every week, Roger. I was about to say something silly that I would regret in the edit. Um, <laughs> Have you heard the last five minutes? <laughs> Have you heard the last 50 episodes? This is episode 50, by the way. That's a, quite a thing. You should have said we'd have started off with a celebration. Let's put something back into the front. But like, back re- in? <laughs> yeah. Like, just record something right now just to, like... But like put like little static noise at the beginning and just like a terrible edit, like intentionally terrible. What? I just like. By the way, fiftieth episode. We forgot earlier. We're gonna keep up this high standard of professionalism while we, while we continue uh, writing songs. But yeah, we've done fifty of these things now. Woo! Buy a small cake and put a candle in it. There you go. That's your edit. <laughs> that's what we're using. <laughs> okay. Right. Without any further ado, or hullabaloo, this is my song that I wrote in a week. Woohoo! And it's called Magic Happens. Okay, here we go. Magic happens when people turn away. Don't you know that's the reason why Maddie couldn't stay? Booked herself a ticket. Don't you ever wonder why we're here? 
together As it happened, I walked out in the rain Couldn't understand the reason I couldn't feel the pain She's miles away from me But I can only wonder how it feels Together Together Magic happens when little places meet I be holding you so tightly And walking down the street Waiting for nothing But don't you ever wonder why we're here Together really good I really like that thank you uh, one thing I do like uh, is um, well there's a couple of things I really like about that but uh, you're playing around an E minor um, capped up to obviously but what I quite like is that you go from the E minor you do like a C minor to mm. a B back to E minor which is kind of a nice way to get to that uh, major five in the minor scale mm. Um, I also quite like that you then use that major B to go to a major E. Yeah, I was quite pleased with using that option um, in the sense that, you know, when you go to a chord like that, it either wants to resolve to or, more unusually, it it's, wants to go to an E of some sort. It's a good gateway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a few things you can go to, but using the E major instead... And then, of course, that E major um, more readily wants to go to the A minor than an E minor would want to go to an A minor. So it's just with those little things that kind of uh, hopefully prick your ears up a little bit and go, oh, that wasn't the chord I was quite expecting, a little bit different. Mm. Um, and then there were a few of those. Um, so the way I started writing this song, I wrote it all in one go um, on Sunday with not very much time left to go. Yeah, we were both lastminute.com this week. Yeah. So, I was watching this video the night before, um, uh, I can't remember the channel, but anyway, it was about this concept of music, which I've been using quite a lot recently, um, but without really knowing it. In fact, you used it in your song this week. Um, Did I? Yeah, it's the idea of, it's called triadic planing, right? And it's when you take Sounds triad. Sexy. Oh, right. It's, the, uh... it's literally taking a triad and planing or moving it around on the keyboard, the same exact shape on the keyboard or the guitar, um, and then the different compositional uh, benefits of that, basically. So this video was all about that. And I was like, you know, I want to write something... I didn't mean to stop you there, sorry. Right. Um, I wanted to write something <clears throat> with that, but I kind of failed at it. So <laughs> what happened was I tried to write a song, I just put the cap on the, on the guitar at any random point, and... I tried playing this and starting a song like this, so... 
something like that. You know, so I'm just moving up this minor shape. You can sort of see the back half of it in there. Yeah, exactly. You can kind of see how that evolved into it. So that's kind. Of, that's one of the reasons why it has things like the minor four in there because I wanted those sort of unusual shifts and I wanted the verse to be kind of like that. So then you add up, you end up with something kind of more ordinary. So you end up going up three shapes, uh, sorry, three semitones to that, which was part of the triadic planing I was trying to do, except it's not a minor. So if it was triadic planing, it would have been. So I changed that to a major. And then um, from there, it kind of becomes more conventional with the A minor shape and then C minor to the four. And then something I wouldn't normally do here, but I do, is like you rightly pointed out, I go down to the 5-7 um, and then to the regular uh, root minor there. Well, it's, it's kind of nice because it keeps the tension up because um, they both share uh, their third, which is, uh, assuming on open, uh, E-flat, which uh, mm. kind of heightens that want to go to E. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you want to come back to that E, and then it kind of makes it that little bit more surprising when, you, you know, for the bit just before the uh, turnaround, you go to an um, E major. And then it kind of like, we were talking about this last week, how like if you put a certain different chord under a set of lyrics, it makes that that lyric have a different feel. So I feel like if I was to go, um, book to, book to sell for ticket. To E minor, it sounds really quite sad, but book to sell for ticket. Ticket sounds like an escape then. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to sounding like giving up. Yeah, so it sounds like there could be some kind of new beginning there. Um, and then I tried to kind of emulate that so that she's miles away from me, has that same sort of like, it's not sad, it's kind of bittersweet sort of thing. And then the final thing is actually a happier one, waiting for nothing, you know. Waiting for nothing. I love the way you say that, that's, hap that's happier, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for nothing to exist anymore. <laughs> I like the way you saw that as like the like nihilistic version. <laughs> it almost like you've got everything you need, sort of is the idea. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those ones kind of like a chorus, I guess. I mean, the only different section is the. Um, it's it's kind of like sorry to cut off. It's kind of like um, uh, always in review, which is more yeah. in the folk mode of like having a repeat a long repeating verse structure yes exactly that's that's the one that kind of came to mind for me too um i do love always in review that's a great song i haven't played that in ages it must have been a good 20 episodes ago or something something like that listeners do an archive pitch and try and work it out yeah we should have like someone who like can go through the archives and tell us like what we're talking about on each episode yeah. They get that was episode 24, I think you'll find. We need uh, someone who talks like that too, or else I'm not hiring them. I'm actually not like this. Is this an acceptable compromise? No. Oh. <laughs> They're out. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, your voice isn't quite nasal in the right way, sir. So. Oh. But my, um, my accomplishments are all that. We, we don't care about that. Just the voice. We go to someone else who's coming in later. Their voice is much better, but they can't do any filing work. And we're gonna hire them. Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> Willie hears you. Willie don't care. <laughs> That's right. That's one of my favourite quotes from The Simpsons. Like. Yeah, me too. Um, Madam, your children are no more than a pair of juvenile delinquents. <laughs> Even Lisa, especially Lisa, but especially Bart. 
Sorry. That's right. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to jump back in. Uh, you were talking about the only bit that was different was, uh, I think you were going to say the bridge? Yeah. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Because I noticed you were... <coughs> So, excuse me, you were changing a lot away from the E feel of the verses into sort of, that's felt more like a G. Yeah, that's right. So, um, for that, it's not that crazy, but together is the one where you come back to that instead. So, like, it's that happier feel again. And then, um, oh, yeah, which one's that? Uh, a diminished chord of some description, I'm not quite sure. It's, it's essentially just um, the gap between the that and that but but like higher up on, the, on like the guitar sounds like you've got a seventh in there as well yeah i think it's a diminished seven but i don't really know about the names of those ones too well it's a cool chord let's say that but yeah and i had that one and then go to the a minor and then this kind of feel of like going up to the b flat Um, kind of gives it that. I always think of like um, going to that sort of chord. Um, it sort of gives it a more royal, like majestic sort of a feel to a song, or more rock and roll. You know, it depends how you play it. So like, you can kind of go. And you have more of a rock and roll feel. Or in this kind of song, with like like the one I wrote, it's like it's so slow that it almost has like a like the kings entered the building. That's what I think of it. Like anyway, so like. has like a much more rich sound to it so I'd put that in that that bridge there you can imagine like the bass and the rhythm slowing right down even if like the melody was like keeping constant just to give it a sense of presence yeah yeah absolutely and then it kind of goes back to the verse again really and then lyrically for this song it's like it was kind of like yours you said for yours in a way it was very much stream of consciousness and I kind of embrace that just to kind of get the melody out because I, I wrote the, the melody as the, at the same time as the chords so um, I kind of sat down. It was one of those nice moments where I sat down with the guitar, put the capo on, tried my triadic planing, didn't really work, and then um, <clears throat> went to magic happens. Do, 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 do. And I was like, okay, right. So I just wrote down magic happens. I was like, that's a, something that I could make some it's meaning out of that. Yeah, it's it's not the worst thing I could have written down. And so I had that little tiny seed for lyrics. Um, and they kind of went with just what sounded good uh, syllable wisely. Magic happens when people turn away. And I had that line, I was like, what sense can I make of that? And I thought, maybe you have like a character who has turned away and goes somewhere else. So that's where the Maddie character comes in. And Is that uh, Maddie or Mandy? Uh, Maddie. And then from there, I just kind of followed this stream of consciousness. And then for, by the second verse, it's not really about her anymore. It's about being miles away from somebody you miss or that you want to be with and that sort of thing it could be maddie could be maddie might not be maddie and um and then it basically just kind of like writing down whatever came that sounded good syllable wise and melodically yeah it's interesting that we both tend to take that approach when we uh, are running out of time <laughs> yeah exactly like there's not enough time to really think about a narrative <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't i can't use my plot construction skills here Stream of consciousness, uh, consciousness it is. <laughs> exactly. And it, it works sometimes. I mean, even if it, uh, we were talking about this last week, like even if it doesn't make the most like lyrical narrative sense, it 
hopefully makes some emotional sense mm. and like somebody can get something out of the, the way the chords sound with the the lyrics in some sense anyway well uh just to prove the point turn up your mind relax and float downstream it is not dying it is not dying would you care to tell me what literal sense those words make <laughs> i wouldn't would I you wouldn't want to go there yeah but it does have an emotional meaning it does make you feel a certain way Absolutely. There are so many John Lennon songs like that. John Lennon's a funny one because, like, with some of his songs, it's like it's directly about something, like Mother or whatever. Mm. Um, and then other songs are so abstract. But both of them, both of those uh, ends of the spectrum are equally uh, interesting songs and emotional songs, too. Well, um, one thing to bear in mind with John Lennon's weird songs is that once he worked out that people were trying to read words into his lyrics he'd started making them deliberately obtuse yeah like glass onions the famous one from that mm. and then people just read more into it yeah the walrus was poor that's the funny thing with like lyric writing is like you know i think we've spoken about this before we we don't have really many people who listen to us play songs apart from the audience on this podcast so to speak um but still if you write a song about someone you know personally it's like you think oh they might hear this song so you change a name here or there or like you change the description or what i do sometimes i don't want to give away any secrets but i change the gender of somebody if i want to talk about them i don't know if i've done that yet but that sort of thing just to kind of like um disguise it somewhat but imagine having something like john Lennon, where like the whole of the you know, the world is listening to John Lennon's lyrics and trying to gain some meaning from it. Mm. Imagine how that would affect your lyric writing. Well, we, we can see it because, like, literally, but I know that a lot happened to the Beatles and a lot changed, but he goes from uh, writing... So, oh, I've just forgotten what songs he had on the first album. Called myself a Beatles fan. <laughs> um, oh, what's the famous one he wrote about? Uh, There's a Place. Oh, right, yeah. Which is quite... You might have to cut a lot of that pause out. That's fine, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a place which is quite emotionally direct and it's talking about his relationship with Cynthia compared to uh, something like Mean Mr. Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> which is about his relationship with Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, He totally. changed agendas as well. <laughs> but then, I mean, that, that's the cool thing. Is like, I feel like you can express yourself you know, about a current situation in your life, even if people will hear it, by changing the details somewhat. Um, you can still kind of get, like, some seed of truth in there about what you're feeling, but without going, John didn't pay me back my money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a great song, you know. I've got a crush on someone, but they mustn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm middle class. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, if you... Uh... I have this every single time I do my Doctor Who uh, things as well. There'll always, always be one sentence that trips me up like a... You could view this as a liberation on a totality. You could view this as a liberation on a totality. You could view this as a. <laughs> it's red light syndrome, and I get it when I record guitar solos. I could play the hottest guitar solo when the mics are off 
moment I press record and the red light's on, I can't play anymore. I trip up. Yeah, it's the... Um, I can't remember the exact quote or who said it, but like the idea that if you suddenly are playing properly, as in like recording or playing live, you suddenly drop down a couple of levels. Totally agree. But um, So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, if you uh, like what you've heard and you want to get in touch, or if you've got a song that you've written that you want us to discuss and tear to bits or compliment, probably the latter, um, or you just want to send us a friendly email, uh, why not message us at uh, weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're listening on uh, SoundCloud, uh, why not leave us a comment? If you're listening on iTunes, why not leave us a five-star review? Don't use any of the other stars because they're worse. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, where can they find you, Roger? You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of those at Roger Heathers. That's Roger without a D, R-O-G-E-R-H-E-A-T-H-E-R-S. First time I spelled my name on the podcast for some reason. Roger Heathers. Roger Heathers. And, a heaver. Um, I have uh, an album out at the moment called Next Week in Munster, and it's on uh, iTunes and Spotify, but if you really want to listen to it and support it, you can buy it from rogerheathers.com. Which links to your band camp. That's correct. Which is, it's a good album. I say this every week, and I'm not exactly going to stand here and just go, it's shit, Roger! <laughs> but seriously, it is really good. If you like uh, Prince, Kate Bush, Beatles, uh, 70s rock in general, go and check it out. Thank you. Where can they find you? Uh, SoundCloud. Uh, Declan Kitchener so that's not Anthony and then like the poster uh, like the poster I've started linking Declan's uh, SoundCloud page in the description of the SoundCloud episode so you'll be able to just click down on at Declan Kitchener it'll go straight to his page you know what I still need to find a day I'll probably end up doing this when um, we finish uh, we finish the podcast because time is tight anyway mm. but I still need to put demos of these songs up just like acoustic things because I said I was going to do that have you I... been recording them? not yet no oh yeah you know, it's been hectic. So I'll probably end up doing that uh, once we've gone through this run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. It'd be, be cool to hear some demos of them. I mean, it'll pretty much just be me like playing with an acoustic guitar, singing into a mic, like <laughs> just like we are. There won't be anything clever about it. But, but still, it might be nice to have a record of them outside of the podcast. Indeed. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we appreciate your patronage. and uh, we'll Patronage? Be- they don't spend any money on us. Cheapskates. <laughs> <laughs> now we appreciate your listenership, and um, we'll be back with an- another episode next week um, with some more weekly songs. And uh... never mind. <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> no, I got my dates wrong. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's it for this week then. Tura, Tura. Loved your voice then. <laughs> what do you mean? What happened to my voice? Anyway, that's all for this week. <laughs> anyway, that's all. Would you like me to do that again? Uh, Yeah, only because I said something at the end. It'll be hard to edit. (laughs) Go on, it's all yours. Yeah, so that's it for this week. Sorry, was that good enough for you or would you like that lower? (laughs) Yeah, so that's good enough for this week. Ta-ra! Ta-ra!